own your style this fall with Macy's fall must-haves. As the weather changes, Macy's has all of the must-haves to replace your light summer looks. There's things like midi fashion dresses and flattering hues and classic prints to keep it cute throughout the evening. Or if you want to add a little texture or intrigue to your look, there's something for that too. It's as easy as slipping on a chunky boot or dark wash denim jacket. If you're looking for a little drama, they could hook you up with that. White gold hoop earrings bring any casual look to luxury really quickly. No matter how you remix this season's staples, you make it style. For all the inspo you need, visit macy's.com slash own your style. And if you need a little help figuring out your fall look, or if you just need a pointer, pair up with a Macy's personal stylist. They'll help you pull your look together either in store or from the comfort of your home. Best of all, it's totally free. So head over to macy's.com slash personal stylist to set something up with a personal stylist, or you could just book an appointment online. That's macy's.com slash personal stylist into today's episode. What's up, everybody? This is Alyssa Amoroso, aka Publicity who is ready to spill some tea because this is tea with publicity what is up everybody welcome back to tea with publicity i feel like i'm talking from underwater i've been having this weird ear clogged situation. I've been waking up with a lot of congestion and then my head feels like I'm literally submerged underwater or like descending from a plane. So I feel like my voice doesn't sound legitimate right now or I don't, I can't hear myself the way I normally do. So bear with me. But I have such an exciting episode. I have Raina Greenberg on the pod today from Girls Gotta Eat. You guys know I had the episode with Ashley A two weeks ago and Ashley and I just instantly hit it off and it was no different um, when I met and recorded with Raina. I absolutely love those girls and this might be one of my favorite episodes to date from season two. I think Um, I just really liked the way our conversations went. We talked about a slew of things from dating to body image to mental health to breast reductions. We answered your advice questions during the Ask Alyssa segment we literally like covered the gamut and um, I'm really excited for you guys to hear this one because I think the tea tribe will absolutely love it. Um, Before we jump into that, just to update you guys on me, I would say I had a pretty bleh weekend. I've been like super emotional um, just going through some stuff in my personal life and you know I've mentioned multiple times how someone in my life is sick and I feel like you know, when you don't see someone all the time, it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. I feel like then when I go and visit that person, it's all brought up to the surface again. And then I'm like, re back into my morning. So it's just been kind of tough for me. Um, I've been definitely a little bit emotional. And when I get emotional, I tend to do this thing where I become like a hermit and I don't see or speak to anyone. And that's not great because then you just get in the cycle of being alone because you think it will make you feel better, but it's not actually making you feel better because you're literally just curled up by yourself. Um, 
Yeah. So it's been interesting. I had a really weird weekend. But then yesterday on Monday, I got out of the house and I went for a walk and I'm just trying to get out of my own way the rest of this week. And I'm sure you guys can relate to that. Getting in your own way, getting in your own head. I I don't know what it's like to wake up and be like, I'm so excited to tackle the day. And like, what am I going to do next? I feel like every day I wake up and I'm like, all right, this is what's on the list. This is not that I'm like depressed to wake up. I don't mean it like that. I'm just not one of those people that wakes up super clear headed currently. Um, But I'm really excited for my move. I mean, I'm literally in New York for 20 more days, which is so freaking insane. And I think it's kind of hitting me. I think it's not I'm like on the brink of getting my period. So I'll probably start crying about it soon. I don't know what I'm feeling. All I know is that I'm excited to switch up the energy in my life, um, which is good. And I'm also looking at my apartment that looks like a bomb exploded and I need to literally pack up my entire life. So that'll be interesting too. Um, Being an independent woman, man, a lot. It's a lot doing everything on your own. But anyway, okay, I'm going to stop bitching and moaning. Let's get into the episode. Um, Like I said, amazing, amazing interview. And then come back after we do the Ask Alyssa segment because I'm going to spill the tea. There's a lot going on in pop culture, a lot I want to talk about, and we will get into it then. But in the meantime, here is the interview. I am here with Raina Greenberg. Welcome to the pod. Thanks for having me. After I had Ashley on, the amount of people that were like, now you need to get Raina on. I'm like, no, like I'm working on it. It's coming, guys. <laughs> Ashley was like, oh my God, I loved her so much. We we are like the same person. We have so much in common. She like, spoke so highly of you. Aww. And so everybody that she likes, I generally like. Yeah, it's like I you guys, like each other. you're in a couple, so. Yes, we are. We're a platonic couple. We sleep with other people. Um, speaking of couples, like where – what is your relationship status right now? Because obviously podcast girls got to eat you like document everything, but I have trouble keeping up. I'm like, where's everyone like relationship status at? So I am single right now. I had a relationship for about a year last year and um, I dated a couple people over the winter and the spring and I got a breast reduction in January last <gasps> year. We need to talk all about it. Um, I will tell you all about it. Um, And it kind of like fucked up one of my nipples and then I had scars on my breast and I still had like really big boobs, um, mm. like huge boobs. I woke up with enormous boobs and I had to get it redone and it really made me feel a lot of negative things about my body. It made me feel I get really that. insecure and so I felt like everybody had this like slutty summer and I had this like, I don't forget about my body summer and it really affects how you like show up in the world. Um, 100%. I totally can relate to that with just like when you're not feeling your best, you go about life differently. Like your energy is different. My therapist always says she's like, it's not like any, like a woman's size or a woman's looks. It's like the energy that you put out. Like you can go to a bar and be the most beautiful girl, but be so closed off and no one's going to approach you. Or you could be like decent and have the world's best energy and you're gonna attract people like a magnet yeah so i get that i've always said like i was never the prettiest girl in the room my whole life i mean i'm fine i look fine i'm, I'm fine <laughs> you're pretty but i was never like the prettiest girl in the room and i never stopped me from like walking up to the hottest guy in the room fucking that guy dating that guy everybody i've ever dated has you had been, the like, confidence smoke but this summer i just like wasn't feeling it i was like feeling insecure about my body and it didn't matter how much i like worked out and i knew i was doing a good job and killing it in life and all these things yeah just, i didn't feel good when i took my clothes off um 
Um, so it fucked with me a little bit, but I got a second breast reduction four weeks ago and I'm like feeling so oh, wow, much better. It like fixed everything that I was like worried about and I'm feeling just like so much more confident. And so I've been like dating again. Good. Is- did you like, I assume you probably did a lot of like research into like your doctor and stuff before you got it done. I did. And I got a lot of recommendations for this particular person. Yeah. Um, a bunch of girls. Like, I put on my Instagram stories, anybody know a, a great breast reduction doctor? I had multiple women tell me this man changed their lives. He's really reputable. He's an Upper East Side, like, Jewish See, surgeon. that scares me because you think you're getting, like, Ferrari titties. Well, even the nurses were like, he does everybody. He does all the celebrities. And, like, he just said to me, like, like I just – I had to, like, keep pushing because he kept saying to me, like, but they are much smaller, but they are much smaller. And I kept saying to him, like, this is not subjective. It's not like I woke up with a nose job and mm. said I don't like this nose job. I'm telling you I asked for a size. I'm nowhere near that size and you're going to need to do this again. Yeah, like, I could physically put on a bra and see That's I'm not that size. I said to him, I, I put on double D bras. I fit into them. This is not what I paid you for. And I, like, really empower women to, like, keep pushing and yeah. don't let somebody just because they think they know better tell you that you are stupid, you are wrong because I felt really – invalidated every time I would go and be like, but I know these aren't supposed to look like this. 100%. I I want a breast reduction because huge boobs. Yeah. Like, I want a breast reduction so badly, but I feel like there's so many misconceptions. Or not even misconceptions, but just things like people tell you, like, you, well, you should do this first, or you should have kids first, or you should X, Y, Z. So I'm always like, I'll get it after kids. And then actually last year for the first time, I was like, Fuck that. Why am I waiting around? And I was really considering it. I kind of put it on the back burner, but like maybe we should throw it back on the table because why not? I have such a short torso that my boobs are 90% of my body. You have big boobs. And I still, even though what I went through, I still highly recommend it. I'm still really happy with it. The scarring is really minimal. Um, I do just feel like sexier in clothing. I feel like I'm not constantly thinking about, I'm not that girl with the huge titties, which like good for you if you are. I was done with it. I've been like that. I'm since that girl. I was the- twelve. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I didn't want to be. I, I mean, I still have big boobs, but yeah. I I was done with the look, and I still would recommend it. The recovery was easy, and he did redo it, and I didn't pay for it. So good. Um, I still recommend it. I still had like a positive experience, even though it was kind of a negative experience. I get what you're saying. Like the final results. Yes. Now you feel good about, but given yes. what you went through, it was probably hell at the time. Yes. Um. I, like, like that you could be open, though, about not, like, not wanting to date when you don't feel yourself because I feel like that's been, like, my life. And also, I'm, like, I'm focusing on my career. And then I'm, like, am I? Like, what's holding me back? And I feel like it's just all of these, like, external things. And I think sometimes it's just, like, an internal thing that you really have to work on to just, like, be happy and, like, exude that. Mm -hmm. And I was saying in my intro before, I'm, like, I was, like – the other day, I, like, put on foundation, and I was, like, yeah. And then, like, three people hit on me, like, on the street. And I'm, like, oh. I, nothing changed other than the fact that, like, I'm feeling good. Yes. And people notice. Yes. And I – some of the girls that I know that I, like, think are the sexiest in the world and have so much confidence aren't the most beautiful girls objectively totally. on the, that you would see. But they're so confident in themselves, and they they just like themselves. They love their bodies. And, I mean, that is the sexiest thing in the world. To me, I 100% agree. Like, I was just in Italy this summer, and there was, like, you know, we're in the Mafi Coast, and there's, like, cliffs, and, like, people are jumping off of it. And there was all these, like, really, like, thin girls just, like, like climbing up the rocks and, like, jumping off. And I felt 
like, oh, I can't do that. Like, I don't want everyone staring at me while I scale this mountain mm-hmm. and, like, plunge into the water. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, hell no. Like, hell fucking no. What if I don't have the upper body strength to get up there? <laughs> no, because it, it was, like, actual climbing. And this girl that we were with was like, I'm going to do it. And I was like, wow, like, that's confidence. Like, she just didn't care. She was like – so carefree and she was like that looks so fun i'm gonna go Mm -hmm. jump off that mountain and i'm like i wish my head wasn't in the way of me jumping off this cliff in italy well i always say on our show (laughs) ashley i always say like no one cares about you no one is thinking about you as much as you are no one is like thinking like she looks fat she looks like a loser i can't believe she no one fucking cares and if they do that person is a loser and like i have traveled a lot by myself in my life Mm -hmm. and i've gone all over the world i've gone to southeast asia south america europe all by myself and people always say like what does it feel like to like be by yourself in like a museum or a dinner. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't fucking care. I think it's sexy. I think it's yeah. really confident that somebody can like say to themselves, like, this seems a little scary and like jump off that cliff, you mm-hmm. know? And the more you do it, the easier it gets. 100%. I, like I even years ago, like now living in New York, living on my own, I do so much by myself that 10 years ago, I would have never done. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not taking myself out to dinner alone because honestly, I'd rather just like eat in my bed and like watch something if I'm going to do that. It's odd in the city that you e- live in. You yeah. can do it, but it's less. Adorable. But my point is, like, if I'm in a different city, I don't care. Uh-huh. Just, and it, you get used to it. Like you said, the more you do it, it's cool. Like, my friend the other night was on a business trip actually in LA and she asked someone, like, what's a good bar for like single people to go sit at the bar at? And they told her and she went to the bar and she wound up talking to this guy all night. Of course. And she was like, yeah, like it just came so natural because I was kind of like seeking it too. Like I went Mm -hmm. into it with the mindset of I'm going to strike up conversation with a stranger. And she did. And like they closed down the bar. That's so exciting. And I love this story. And I do. I mean, obviously a woman at a bar by herself is an advertisement for please come speak to me. Like, and if you're in your own city and you're like, I haven't met anybody in a while. I'm not trying to do the apps. Go sit at a bar by yourself. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I think it's so confident. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. And you're probably in your head like, people are looking at me. Bring a fucking magazine. Scroll Instagram. Who cares? But okay. So let me ask you this because this is what I always think. If you're going to go sit at a bar by yourself, you know how people say like, don't be on your phone. You want to like look approachable. Uh What do you do? Because then I'm like – like sitting, like <laughs> everything pushed aside, like pursing my lips. And then I'm like, now I look even creepier. Like, I don't know what to do to look approachable. <laughs> ba- ba- balance it. It's fucking weird. If you're just looking around the bar the whole time. You can look at your phone a little bit. All you should do is make eye contact with a guy and just hold the stare for three seconds. Just eye fuck somebody for a yeah. prolonged period of time. Look at a person and say, what's good here? What do you like to order? <laughs> I don't know. Say the bartender, I'm here single. And if I was you just see saying, anybody bartender. else single, tell them to come over to my way. Like, I, a woman by themselves is such an advertisement. It's so sexy to me. Well, that's what I'm going to try to challenge myself to do in LA a little more. Like, just, like, be an independent woman and, like, just go do stuff and who knows? I think it's kind of pretty independent that I'm even moving on my own to begin with. It's amazing. Everyone's like, who do you know there? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, people through social media. Like, I have friends of friends. I actually think I'll probably have plans every night if I wanted to. But Mm -hmm. no one's, like, a best friend. Technically, yes, I'm, like, very much doing this alone. Well, I think it's really confident. And, of course, money is prohibitive. Not everybody can, like, get up and go live somewhere. But you can always go back. You know, Mm -hmm. I I think about, like, taking the leap to do stuff and, like, leaving a job, leaving a relationship, leaving a city. Like, you can always – 
change your mind about something and there's mm-hmm. no weakness in saying like, okay, well, I tried something for three months and I didn't like it. It wasn't for me. And mm-hmm. you don't have to like commit to it because you think other people are going to think you're like weak or pathetic or that was fucking stupid. Like if I don't like something, if it's not making me money or bringing me happiness, I'm not doing it. And I'm not going to be like, I got to do it for a year to prove to other people. Blah, 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 like, Oh, 100%. So you'll go. You'll see how it happens. If you hate it, you'll come back. But don't you just feel like that also comes with age so much? Like the older I get – I keep making this joke that, like, I understand why old people are, like, gro- like just grouchy all the time. Mm-hmm. Because as I get older, I'm like, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. <laughs> like, you really just start getting uh-huh. very, like, whatever. I, I don't care. This makes me happy. You get kind of more selfish. And you get just kind of more, like, with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. It just happens. Yeah, I guess life beats you down a little bit. Yeah. But you also just sort of, like, nobody cares about you. You can just, like, mm-hmm. go do whatever and you're not going to care about what other people think. I think that as we get older, we become nicer people. I think that we weed toxicity out of our lives. Yeah. I think we have less tolerance for it. I think that, like, the type of relationships I had tolerance for from friends and romantic partners in my early 20s, I would never allow in my space ever. But, like, it's hard when you're young to even, like, identify those things and draw the boundary. Mm-hmm. And as you get older, like, you're just boundaries all day. Mm-hmm. You know? What do you, like, being a woman who's single, who's successful, do you feel like that's intimidating to guys? Because I think a lot of successful women love to play that narrative, too, a little bit, where they're like, I'm just intimidating. That's why I'm single. And I try not to do that to myself because I'm like – I hated when I was younger and I heard other people say it. So, like, I don't always want to paint that narrative for myself. But at the same time, I do think it adds, like, a layer of complexity. It does. But, you know, I I, I think about this a lot because people ask us a lot. Um, Ashley and I um, – the women that email us and say, mm-hmm. you know, does my money or my success intimidate men? Ashley and I, of course, have to think about that kind of yeah. stuff. The first thing I think is like, what's the alternative? Should I be less? Should I be less? Should I make less money? Should I be less successful? Should I shrink myself to fit into somebody else's box and make myself more available to men that aren't quote unquote intimidated by me? No, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So like the alternative is not an option. So I think if you feel like people are so intimidated by me, you can do a couple things. You can say, to yourself, okay, let me self-evaluate. How do I speak about my success? Mm-hmm. Am I telling everybody how much money I make all the time? Am I telling everybody how successful I am? Or am I allowing people to see that through my actions, through my words, things like that? Um, so sometimes it is about how you speak about yourself. If, if a woman said to me, like, everyone's so intimidated by me, I'd be like, well, are you being kind of an asshole? Exactly. I'd be like, <laughs> all right, relax. Like, <laughs> And you do have to unfortunately shift to your dating. You know, I have dated people that have said – Somebody said to me on a date recently, you're like an intimidating woman. And it like kind of was like a punch in the gut. But Mm -hmm. the last three guys I've dated have all said that to me. And they sort of meant it in a different way. And I think the last two meant like I feel emasculated by you. I think this guy meant I think it's sexy. I think it's really Mm. impressive. I think it's exciting because he's an impressive person. And so you have to kind of change who you're dating. You know, I don't necessarily think love conquers all and if you're if you're this like big badass boss bitch woman like you do kind of have to date at your level or at least somebody who's just going to be comfortable that maybe you are a level above them mm-hmm. i'm a lot of different things can work and i've had happiness with very different people but yeah if you're finding that your problem is that in men are intimidated by you date different men mm-hmm. you know i know because I feel like at the very least, it's like you just need a confident person if because you just need them to be secure in their own skin Mm -hmm. that they're like, all right, like my girl rocks. You want them to be proud. I actually – so funny because he was my high school boyfriend, which like 
you don't expect your high school boyfriend to be like so mature necessarily, mm-hmm. but he always said, which I thought was cool. I was like, you know, young and I'd be like, why don't you get jealous when people hit on me in front of you? Cause like I wanted a rise out of him and he would be like, because I have you. Like, I'm not jealous because I'm the one holding your hand. Mm-hmm. And like now in hindsight, like that's such a confident perspective to have. Whereas like an insecure guy would go punch the guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. And like now as an adult, you appreciate things like that. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're really secure. Like you're comfortable in your skin. And I think it's not a matter of like being too strong of a woman or too successful. It's about like finding a partner that like I'm never going to change myself for someone. So you just need to find someone that loves you like at where you're at. Yeah. What am I going to do? Quick girls got to eat. I'm not going to tour because it intimidates you. Like I want somebody to look at me on stage and be like, that's my fucking girl. Like I'm so proud of her. Her show's so funny. She's so funny. Like I just want somebody that's so proud of me and if I never find that, if I can never, ever find that person, well, then the alternative is also, like, build a life you're excited about. Have friends. Mm-hmm. Have have a good relationship with your family if you can and you want to. Find hobbies. Find interests. Like, I don't have a romantic partner, but my life is really fulfilled and mm-hmm. I feel excited about that. And I work out a lot. I read. I love my business. Ashley and I opened a second business. I don't know what we were thinking, but we're busy <laughs> all the time. I have great friends. I, like, have really strong relationships with my parents and I'm proud of that. And if I never find romantic partner again i mean not that i think that'll happen but if Mm -hmm. i never check the box i'll still know that i lived a fulfilling life Mm. and that's great too i think it's really cool because and tell me if i'm wrong because i know you guys have been doing this for a while but you basically started the podcast not having a social following and then all the success came from the podcast no we both had social following okay so we so, met because she had a huge meme account a meme account called Rosie basic and i had mm-hmm. a huge food and travel account um with hundreds of thousands of followers okay so you both had successful yes. social accounts. yes because i was gonna say i'm like you both have like very substantial like followings and it's really impressive in the podcast space especially to just kind of like even coming though from like meme accounts and stuff to creating this big brand where maybe your initial account wasn't based off of like you as a person. It was based on other things. Yes. It's really impressive that you guys have been able to like cultivate this like cult following. Yeah, it's been really fun. Um, it's been four and a half years. I met her exactly five years ago. Um, it's funny because we started the podcast. We didn't really know each other that well. Mm-hmm. That's you know, crazy. We tested each other's boundaries. Yeah. And it was like, can I trust you? Are you a person that has a lot of friends? Are you close to your family? Do you seem like a solid person? Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever thought, can I run this business with you, open a bank account with you, travel the world with you, yeah. open a second business with you? But it's worked out really well. And it's been really fun because most of the stories we tell each other, the other person doesn't know those stories. Yeah, like you're kind of just like living your life and then you sit down to record and you're like this is what i did this yeah <laughs> and i'm like so proud of it like we didn't really put ourselves in a box we were like this is gonna be dating sex relationships anything that applies to women so like we have had porn stars to politicians like yeah. we'll do anything i was looking at our episodes what does really well this morning and like there was an episode about period health and what happens mm. to you emotionally during your period that crushed like we've done sexual assault we have done yeah. um how to give the best blow job and Like, our audience is so dynamic, so they allow us to talk about all that stuff, and we catch up on our lives every week, and, um, you know, it's just, it's a learning process, Mm -hmm. and Ashley and I have, like, read the books of all of our guests, and I feel like we've, like, given ourselves a psychology degree, essentially, like, throughout this. It's been really fun. really, like, you guys really have, like, dialed it in and, like, found, like, a niche space to be just, like, kind of like what I was saying to you before off-air, like, relatable, 
girls Mm -hmm. that like talk about real life shit, which is like what I think everyone kind of strives to be when you're in this space, I would hope to be like relatable and approachable. And like, we're just like living our lives and you're sharing it with the world and like through your ups and downs with surgery, with breakups, with this and that, like you're just kind of putting it all out there. Yeah. I never claimed to be like some psychological expert. I didn't claim to be a self-help guru. I was just a girl who's dated a lot, who's had a lot of experience, mm-hmm. who was looking to feel normal and I was fine to put my experiences out in the world and it resonated with people and it's really, it feels so good. It's therapeutic to me. Like yeah. uh, so many people say like you changed my life, but, like our audience changed my life. Like it's so therapeutic to me. Like, like, I had never really talked about my relationship with my mother so much on the podcast, mm-hmm. and I finally did it last week. Mm-hmm. And I listened to that one. Oh, yeah. thank you for listening to yeah. that. Um, well, I, won't, I don't want to be too repetitive for you, but I it just wasn't the best relationship in the world. We have mm-hmm. a relationship. We're talking about it on the way over here. It's fine. It's getting better. But I never talked about it a lot. And I tried to have, like, a really kind, open, honest discussion about that. And the messages I got from women saying, like, I feel seen for the first time in my life. I, and nobody's ever described a relationship with their mother that I have. And I've never heard anybody explain it that way. And thank you so much. And I'm still getting DMs, like, weeks later about this. And it just – it means so much to me to feel like I am normal and I have a similar experience to other people. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it bonds you to others. I feel that way, too, because it's like you're sharing about your life experience and then you're here hearing validation from other people that that's normal. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I just thought I was like telling something that's like this deep, dark secret. <laughs> you're like, oh, we're all experiencing this. I totally could relate to that. And I also could relate – like I'm so close with my mom and I always joke that like every mom somehow fucks up their daughters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whether they try to or not. Like it just happens. I Even know. if you're the best mom in the world. Like it just – happens and like it is kind of hard to talk about and it's vulnerable because like you have probably family listening and people and it's really hard to like be so public about stuff like that so like i commend you because sometimes i have a hard time like straddling that line i feel like i keep things kind of like more pg because i do come from this like italian family Uh that's like it's like i don't care to be an open book but i no, they care. So it's hard. It of puts course. you in a weird position. Of course. And I knew she would listen to that episode. Yeah. You know, so I don't ever put anybody on blast. And people always say, like, is it hard to date with the podcast? And Ashley and I are like, I don't know. We don't really, there's no identifying details. Yeah. I don't give any, any explanations about somebody to the point that you'd be able to know who they were. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew she would listen and I wanted, my mom's a really good person. She yeah. was a really good mom. So, I mean, she's still alive. She's still like a good mom. But I, I wanted to speak about her in a way that she felt she had some agency in the conversation. Yeah. And breakups too, like it's, I had a breakup last year and like in the middle of the breakup, it was like funny, like I was crying with this beautiful moment. And I was like, so we're going to have to talk about this on the podcast <laughs> on that day. <laughs> <laughs> and normally I'm not that open, but um, we were going on tour and we had all these shows like literally the next week. And I people was like, are going to ask. People are going to know. You need to talk about it. I need to talk about it because I can't do all this material anymore about yeah. you as though we're still together. And so I was like, this is what I'm going to say. This is how I'm going to say. Like, it's a crazy way to break up with somebody to be like, I'm also going to talk about this to hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of people. But they're cool also kind of signing up for it in yeah. a sense. They know that it comes with the territory. Yeah. I just noticed, like, it's such a red flag when you start dating someone and they're like, are you going to mention me on the pod? I'm like, see ya. It's, I feel like you probably have been doing this long enough that you can sort of, like, weed through the bullshit. Like, I feel like most of the people I date, like, get a kick out of it. They think it's funny. I No, but I don't like when they ask. I don't either. To. It's a little cringy. I'm just like, 
that just shows me you maybe have weird intentions. Yeah, and I don't know what they could be. Like, I don't – I'm, like, a pretty smart girl. So are you. Like, no one's going to use me for anything. But it feels a little cringy when somebody asks. It's more just, like, I've encountered of people that like to be with someone that, oh, look, she has followers. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, a weird ego thing for them. And it's, yes. like, I'd rather you almost not even have social media. Like, I don't <laughs> – I don't – well, because for me, I don't need to date someone that's in the same industry as me personally. Like, I'm actually really attracted to to opposites. Mm-hmm. So for me, I don't care if you're – if you have no idea what I do, just support me and I'll support you. Mm-hmm. We don't have to do the same thing. I don't need you, like, having a hand in my business. If you could, like, build a man, what does he do for a living? I think hmm. – What does his life look like? I think I really want someone with flexibility because I really want to travel with someone. Okay. And, like – with or without kids, before we have them, after we have them, whatever. I would, like, love – I've been on this, like, TikTok kick where I followed these couples that just travel the world uh-huh. like, for a year. Yeah. And I was telling my friends, it's, like, really changed my perspective on life. I'm like, let's just sell our shit <laughs> and go just yeah, travel the really world. <laughs> like, I would think that would be so cool. Or even just someone that, like, if they work remote too, say they work in tech or whatever mm-hmm. it is, sales, I don't care. If they're like, let's go to Bali for a month. Cool. Like, I just want someone that's, like, open and, like, ready to, like, open to, like, mental health and therapy and okay. accepting and also just, like, driven. Just, like, a good person. Mm-hmm. I just, I always say that. I'm like, I just want a good person. But you want, like, a doer. You want somebody who's, like, adventurous that, like, would want to go to Bali for a month. Yeah. That's or not everybody. S- or someone that maybe hasn't had those experiences. Uh-huh. Because I don't expect everyone to live the same life as me, but they're open to doing them with me. That's all you can ask for. I I almost don't love when I'm like jerking somebody like I'm jerking off with yeah. other person like I've been here. Have you been here? I've been here. Have you I, oh, I, I don't like it. I think it's like yucky. It's so tap for tat, right? It's yeah. like, oh yeah, Aspen. I've been to Aspen. I've done that. I've done that. Like it's kind of <laughs> nice to have somebody be like that's exciting for me. It's not like my first notion to do those things. I would love to do it with you. Yeah. Like I'm big into food. It's like the most important thing to me is to so like – So you want to like travel with someone and yes. try things. And I don't need them to say to me like, I understand Burmese food or some shit. But I want them to be like, that sounds fucking dope. Let's do it. That's how I feel. Like, okay, if you're passionate about that, like I'll do it. And yeah. then if like I'm not the most – adventurous person like i'm not out here skydiving but if you are then like okay teach me how to snowboard like Uh i don't know like try different things we don't have to be on the same page but i just want someone that's will like has a openness to trying Mm -hmm. things i think that's all you could ask for i don't want to do anything outdoors i don't want to snowboard i mean i prefer not to i don't want to bike like i need to have a similar lifestyle to you like if somebody's like you know what i want to do every weekend is like i want to be camping like i'm not your girl no no i'm not a camp girl no or a horse girl you're a city girl yeah like no no that i know very much like i'm not living on a farm but if you like want to go skiing i'll take a like i'll take a class like with an instructor sure i'll figure it out do one yeah because i want to go to like (laughs) i want to go to the bougie place yes (laughs) i like i don't want to hold my partner back like i i would hate for somebody i really love to be like well you won't do anything with me yeah i mean like i want to have similar hobbies but like we have very separate lifestyles like I don't know, like, a, two boyfriends ago, he, like, he just wants to live in the country. He just wants to, like, sell all of his things, live on a boat with his dogs. That's his thing. He, like, was moving kind of recently. He called me and he was just like, is there any world in which, like, we end up together and you want to, like, I was like, I don't know what you want me to say It's to like, you. do you want to 
no. like fast paced life because I don't think I want the same thing. Yeah, he does not a city person. It's yeah. like not how he wants to live. And I always say like one of my favorite things to ask on every single first date, I always ask it is if you could go anywhere right now, regardless of like money and weather, where would you travel and how would you travel? Mm-hmm. So I want to know like, are you an all inclusive resort in Cancun kind of person or do you want to like rough it a little bit? Like, are we mm-hmm. going to like Bangkok and going to like food markets every day? Mm-hmm. And do you want to fly? First class economy. Do you want to stay in a hostel? Do you want to stay in a nice hotel? Like, I want to know how you travel and what's important to you. And I can tell everything about a person from that question. 100%. And there's like the kind of person that has a timeshare in Aruba and then the kind of person that's like backpacking through Europe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there are it's really levels different. to things. Yeah. And like, I, like I said, like you don't have to have had the same experience, but I want to at least want to do things together. Yes. Like, I just think that's really important. And like, okay, so what is your perfect, perfect guy? Job... I, everything. I do. I need somebody who's a little more transient in terms of traveling. Like they don't mm. need to be like nailed down to one place always. They yeah. can kind of get up and go a little bit. I need somebody who's going to give me a little grace in terms of like, I work a lot. And when Ashley and I are on tour, you you don't even hear from me that much. Mm-hmm. Like my family's like, are you good? Like <laughs> I need somebody who's going to give me a little grace that like yeah. I will show up and be fully, fully, fully present. I love chatting. I love texting. I love calling. I love sex. I'll fuck your brains out. Mm-hmm. But I just want somebody to know that like they have to back off a little bit um, when I'm working. So somebody who has a lot of their own stuff going on. Yeah. And it's like, I'm loyal, but I'm just not going to be there all the time. So you have to be secure in like the fact that I might not answer right away. Yes. And this was um, being a doer is like a big thing for me. I want somebody who like always likes activities. I had yeah. an ex of mine. We just always had like tickets to like a sporting event, a concert, a food festival. He, he knew like the museum exhibits that were going on. I thought mm-hmm. that was so sexy. Um, and something that is I think I was missing a lot in my last relationship that really I value a lot is I want somebody that I feel like has like got it. Like if I can't, I don't want to do everything for you. Mm. I don't want it to be like she's better than me at this thing so she can do all of it. Like I want to feel like you can plan a trip. Like you can take care of things and I've really dated some people I feel like I had to like mother a little bit. Yes. I, I think like a grown-ass adult man is like sexy. Mm-hmm. And so those things are important to me. Sex is really, really important to me. You have to have great chemistry with someone. Like, yeah. I mean, I agree because I my like two love languages are physical touch and quality time. Mm-hmm. So like it kind of is hard with the whole quality time thing when you do have such yes. like a go, go, go schedule. But that doesn't mean I need to see you every single day. It's like when I do see you though, I want to be like in an uninterrupted time. Yes. Like, even if we're just hanging out in bed talking, like, that counts. Yes. Like, just spending time together. I think that that's just, like, the most important. Before we get to Ask Alyssa, I do want to ask you about self-care. Okay. Because you say you like to work out. I feel like I'm sure by interviewing people, you've heard all of the things. You've done all of the things. You've tried them, if you're anything like me. Sure. What does self-care look like to you? Just, like, even on a small scale. Um, I... Just that Ashley and I have the podcast and we're almost always on tour except for this fall Mm -hmm. and we launched a second business. Um, So we are busy constantly. Um, So in order for me to like just feel mentally like I'm ready for the day, I have like the same routine every morning almost. Mm -hmm. So I wake up pretty early. I wake up around like 7.30. I have a cup of coffee. I make my list for the day. I answer all of our emails. She stays up super late. I get up really Mm -hmm. early. So we sort of like go in shifts almost. Um, So I read all of our emails. I get back to whatever we need to do. I give like our assistant some stuff to do and I talk to our agent or whoever like that we work with and then I like to like once I feel like that's taken care of I get on the bike and I like do just like a 30 minute Peloton ride and then I 
feel and I never thought of myself as like a regimented person, but like yeah. then I feel like I've like set myself up for success for the Sounds day. like it. Um and then she's usually waking up by the time I'm done with the bike. <laughs> and so she's like, Okay, I want to do this thing this way, this thing this way, let's make our plans, do da da da. And I feel like at least my head is clear for the day. So having a morning schedule is like really, really important for me. I think that sounds amazing. And I never worked out in my life until I was like in my mid thirties, never for one minute ever until COVID started. So Okay. That's um, hopeful for, for the rest of us. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not like, oh my God, I'm killing it. I love exercise. I fucking hate exercise. I don't want to do it. I've never done it in my life. But as I've gotten older and during COVID, I just, I felt really anxious during COVID. Like I didn't want to put all that anxiety. And I was like, I'll get a bike like everybody else on earth. I was that girl that was on like the five mile walks like everyone else. You know, everyone was walking so much during COVID. Yeah. All I did, I had nothing else to do. My like biggest like anxiety thing that I do is I take a bath. I don't know why something about being in water. Like if I'm feeling like cold, tired, sad, I'm like, I'm just going to take a bath. It solves everything. I don't even know what it solves, but it's just one of those things to me that's like me time uh-huh. kind of but i love a bath i'm not a routines person i'm i'm more of a to-do list person than a routines person i just i'll make the same list every fucking day i just want to like be able to look at a piece of paper that says like this is what we have going on yeah and, like i i also work with an i have a business partner and so i want her to feel like we've got each other's backs yeah and I am really lucky to work with her because we both like would never want to let the other person down. So yeah. as long as I have my list, I know what's going on, then I can like function in the world. And um, I sleep eight hours a night always. Like same. I will forfeit pretty much any level of fun to go home and sleep for eight hours. No, same. Like I need my sleep. I'm a diva with yes, that. Yes, I need it. And it makes need. you just feel so much better. Um, I've cut back on drinking a lot just because it hasn't been making me feel that good lately. But I will – I mean, I, I drank. And then just even when I'm like my – even when I don't want to see people, if I'm feeling like, oh, I'm like bummed, mm. I'm in like a bad mood, seeing my friends really does just like give me like a jolt of like self-care because I just – I like feeling included in like a community of people mm-hmm. and loved and I like talking to my friends about what's going on with them. So I always say I like to have like one social interaction per day outside of work, mm, whatever that's that good. is. Sometimes I can be better about that. Yeah, we all – I like self-isolate if I'm feeling anxious, which isn't great because then it's just like the cycle – it's almost mm-hmm. better to just see someone and then you're like, oh, I feel so much better. Like, you know, going out to dinner with friends mm-hmm. and like, wow, feels like a weight's been lifted. But it's nice to enjoy your own company and it's nice to be home yeah. by yourself and to be like, I don't need to, I don't need to do everything all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I love being alone. I think it's really nice. I quarantined during COVID in New York City. I lived alone. Like, I, I saw people. Um, but mm-hmm. it was, I don't know that everybody could do it. Yeah. And I'm okay in my own thoughts. Well, I always say that about just like being single in general. I'm like, I know who I am because I spend time alone and because Uh I work on myself. And like also talking about being with a partner, like I want someone else that knows what it's like to work on themselves because had I been in a long-term relationship for all of these years or stayed with my college sweetheart, whatever, I don't think I would have ever – done so much self-work i don't i mean some people can and yeah that's great but it's like so good that you look at it like that and you're like look at all the things i gained oh yeah like i look at everybody i always think like you know my brother for example he's been with his wife since he's 22 so um i'm sorry 11 years and Mm -hmm. i think like i'm the opposite i've I've been single more than he's been he's always been Mm -hmm. in a relationship and like which is easier because it's nice to check the box and be like i don't need to work on the relationship part of my life um i don't need to look for romantic love i can work on 
work and hobbies yes. and friends. And that's great because I feel like looking for romantic love can be all consuming. But on the flip side of things, like I got to have all these experiences and I got to like really grow and learn what I really fucking hate, what I love and meet all these people. And I think that like both things are good, but like you have to make the best out of like whatever it is. And, I, like, I totally agree. And I think it also kind of saves me from like potential like divorce because I'm like, I'm gonna like also like if I get divorced, whatever. But I'm just saying like because I really know who I am. Mm-hmm. When I enter into a relationship later in life, I feel like you are like a fully formed like whole person, you would hope. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm still pretty broken, but <laughs> Same time. I mean, I think the goal is that you meet somebody at that young age, you grow up together and you grow in the same direction together. like my brother and his wife did. And that's great. But like, I think about the person that I was engaged to in my 20s and I'm just like, oh my God, you were like so wrong for me. Yeah. And, and so you didn't glad. even know it then. No. Oh my God. I'm so glad we didn't end up together. No. It's a blessing in disguise. Um, okay. Let's get into Ask Alyssa and then we got to wrap up. Um, some people just wrote me in questions, so we'll, we'll give them some advice. Okay. This person said, ask Alyssa, I know you've talked about this before, but I need advice with a quarter life crisis, social life, work life, not meeting personal goals. I hate my job. I feel like everyone around me is thriving in these aspects and I'm so stagnant. Any advice on how to get through this? I think that like, what, is, what do they say? Is it comparison is the enemy of joy? Thief. Thief of joy. Um, I think it's easy to look at everybody and say, like, everyone's killing it mm. besides me. And it's just not true. Some people are better at telling a better story than you are. Some people do not allow you to see inside the cracks of their romantic relationship. And I think that at 25, you don't even realize that. Like, you don't even realize how many people by 30 will not be killing it and will be out of those relationships. Um, But just because other people will fail at things doesn't mean that you're going to feel better. It's true. It's, It's easy to just look on social media and be like, everybody else is doing so much better than me. And I just think to, like, give yourself grace. Like, I look at what I was doing at 25, like... I, when I was 24, I was like managing this restaurant. I had this boyfriend. I was living with him. I thought it was great. I caught him cheating on me. I was living with him. I caught him cheating on me. I went to work. I started drinking at work. I got fired from my job for drinking. I lost my boyfriend and my job in one week, the week before Thanksgiving. I had to go home and tell my family. Like, you can lose everything at like a young age and you can rebuild. You Mm -hmm. can feel like you're at a young age and I don't have a lot and you can also just keep building on it. I've had so many careers since I was 25. Oh my God, a million. Had so many relationships, but I just, I, I know it's easier said than done, but mm-hmm. I think you just have to give yourself grace and know that like, just because everybody else around you seems like they're doing great does not mean that they are. And also just because you feel a little anxious and listless does not mean you're always going to feel like that. And I just, I say it all the time, like hobbies are so important and finding mm-hmm. things outside of work to do. It's like work does not have to be your life. You can just like work to live. You know, 100%. And also, I think people might be looking at you thinking, wow, she's really got it together. It's just perception. Like, you are looking at these people. Like you said, there might be cracks in their relationships. There might be things going on at home. There might be a sick family member. You literally never know. So, you really can't compare yourself to other people. I think that was, like, really great advice. And give yourself time because everything works itself out in due time. Like, when I was 20, I remember turning 25 and being like, I'm so old. And now I'm like, that young spring chicken mm-hmm. thought she was old. Like, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's so much yeah. more life and it's so much easier said than done. But I think just be patient with yourself and like everything's going to fall into place. If you don't like your job, leave it. I like jobs come and go. I, I know that sounds like easier said than done, but I hate when people just say stagnant because they are comfortable. Like start interviewing, get out there. Maybe, maybe starting a new job introduces you to a new set of friends, a new love interest. Mm-hmm. You never know. Like things aren't going to change if you don't. That's like a Pinterest quote. <laughs> That's really funny. I I think that it's just it's hard to see outside of yourself. Yeah. Um. And not everybody can just like go get a new job, you know. Mm-hmm. But you can start at least thinking like, what would excite me, and what do I have to do to get there? So like, think yeah. about the job that you want, and look up online what the job role is, and say to yourself like, can I fulfill this role? Am I capable of doing these yeah. things? And if not, learn those skills. What skills could I do? I always yeah. say that I'm like, pick up like an internship or something, or just ask a company like, hey, do you mind? Could I pick up a few hours a week if you really like need a new skill set in order to like pivot careers or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be like you just need to I I agree like it's not so easy to just get a new job but my point is like you could at least apply sometimes people complain and then I see them not even trying Mm -hmm. to make any moves yeah so I'm like just try and like it's all gonna just put your best foot forward and something's bound to click Mm -hmm. um okay next one This one's a little long, but I thought it was interesting. This person said, ask Alyssa, hey, girl, I really need your level-headed perspective on my situation. I've been dating a guy for about six slash seven months, and we just made it official this past weekend. Things have been going great, but one thing we have really been working on is trust. I have a lot of trauma from a past relationship of being lied and cheated on which I'm aware of. Because in my last relationship, the number one deal breaker for me is lying. I told myself that this is a boundary I have that I am not willing to waver on. So anyway, fast forward to yesterday, I caught him in a lie. Basically, sometimes he Twitch streams himself playing video games. Last night, he invited me to watch and I noticed this girl commenting. It was all innocent, innocent, except she called him Poppy. I was not comfortable with it, so I let him know. He was very kind about it and said he'd make sure it didn't happen again. He even messaged her privately to tell her that he was in a relationship and that that was uncomfortable. This girl is not a random girl from across the world, by the way. I know he knows her. They follow each other, and they've had multiple Twitter interactions, etc. So naturally, I asked. Sorry, I lost my space. Um, He said he used to work She used to work at his previous workplace. I did some FBI level headed digging, basically found some tweets that make it very clear that's not how they met and that they've at least had one sleepover before. Now the story changed and he says he met her through gaming and yes, he slept at her house, but they never hooked up or even kissed. Yada, yada. She said, even if it's some small stuff that he's lying on, it really hurts my feelings. I'm not sure what to do. Is this small lie worth breaking up over? How could I trust anything he says ever again? What does that say about me if I let him disrespect this very clear boundary that I have? Sorry for such a long ask, Alyssa. I'm still spiraling. It's tough. There's a lot of layers to this. There's a lot. Um, It doesn't say anything terrible about you to like, this is the first instance, right? And so you're just like, I care about this person. Let me try to work through this. Life is complicated. People are not perfect. I'm Mm -hmm. sure every person I've ever dated could go through my phone and honestly find something that's not their favorite thing in the fucking world. But- I think, first of all, tell yourself the sins of the last person is not going to be the sins of this person. I know it's really hard to because I 
really cared about a person who lied to me a lot and mm-hmm. he was a pathological liar and it when you find that out it like rocks you to your core because you just you tug on the string a little bit and you realize because this thing was a lie 15 other things yeah. were lies and it's it is when your like world comes crashing down about a person like that it is the worst fucking feeling in the world because you're like am i an idiot like mm-hmm. you don't attribute it to them even at first that they're a bad person and they're just like this you're like why did i not see this mm-hmm. and what does that say about me so it is hard to let go um but just because the last person was a shitty person and lied to you does not mean this next person is in terms of this situation and the first lie, my feeling is like if this is the first lie you've caught somebody in, you can still be really stern and you can say, okay, I, I, there's a million different details and semantics. It's fine. We can talk about them all. This feels disrespectful to me. Mm-hmm. That's my boundary. I feel like you're disrespecting me. I think that having this relationship with this person and she feels comfortable calling you like poppy or whatever the fuck, I don't like it. It doesn't feel good. I'm not calling you a liar. I'm not calling you a cheater. I'm mm-hmm. saying it feels disrespectful to me. I don't like it. And I hope I don't ever find something like this out again. Exactly. And I don't I don't think you break up with somebody over this unless you want to. If that's your boundary, like I think about what is cheating. Cheating is whatever boundary you have. Mm-hmm. You can if, if you think somebody watching porn is I was cheating. just gonna say people consider porn cheating like i personally don't yeah it depends on your boundaries yes you could talk about what is cheating forever we're gonna do an episode about it i'm excited about it um because we couldn't even decide like what was cheating but like yeah when i find out you're doing some duplicitous behind my back it feels really bad and sometimes it is just as simple as like i just want to feel like you respect me because if you put too many parameters on a person if you put a a very short leash on them they are going to buck against the leash so i think you got to give people just enough rope to hang Mm -hmm. themselves and then you've had a normal rational conversation where you've drawn a boundary and the next time then the conversation's different yeah it's like we discussed this and we outlined like maybe you have to literally have the conversation of like what do you consider cheating or crossing a line and make sure that you're clear on those same things because maybe to him watching porn is fine and to you it's not or mm-hmm. maybe um i don't know him subscribing to girls only fans is cheating to you or vice versa whatever it may be like you have to kind of figure out what those lines are mm-hmm. because I mean, I wouldn't be happy because what I don't like is that he made it sound like it was nothing and then it kind of came out that like there was a little more of the story and it seems like he got caught up. He also had a lot to lose because you made it very clear if he lied to you, that was your boundary. So he probably was panicking. It doesn't mean he's like a serial liar. Yeah. But you have to know, keep it in the back of your mind. And now for next time – if it happens again, then it's a pattern. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you just kind of have to see. Yeah. I think life is a little messy. And I can see where for him, he's like, I don't know. I don't want to explain this whole uh-huh. thing. This is the relate the nature of our relationship. She, like, calls me these names. I'm not going to fuck her. But I would also open it up to say to another person, how let them draw boundaries, too, and say, how would you feel if, the, if mm-hmm. this was reversed and you found out that I had lied to you about the nature of this relationship yes. and we're using pet names? So I think it's fine to say to somebody, like, you'll drop the walls a little bit by saying, like, I want to talk to you about, like, my boundary is and, like, I want to hear what yours is because yeah. maybe you're cool with me doing all these things. I don't think you are. I dare you to tell me you're okay with these things uh-huh. in the reverse. And I don't think anybody would be. So no. I think that that will disarm people a little bit by saying, like, I want to tell you how I feel. I want to know what you feel comfortable with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I like this advice. I think if you feel like calling it quits, that's on you. Like, if that feels best for you. But, yeah, I think in this case, my advice would be to just feel it out and um, 
give him a second chance. And, and if it keeps happening, then you have your answer. And then you really need to stick to your guns of like, this is my boundary. And like, you set that in place for a reason. So totally. If it happens another time. He's, a, he's done. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I Thank love that you advice. so much, Raina, yeah. for coming on. Thanks for We're, having me. How could everyone stay up to date? I know you guys have like all these businesses, tours, this, that. Tell tell people everything. <laughs> I'm, so I am Raina.Greenberg on Instagram. You can find Girls Gotta Eat Anywhere you listen to podcasts. We have a sex toy company and a connected app with erotic audio that's called Vibes Only. You can find us everywhere at Vibes Only at the App Store, Instagram, everywhere. And then we are doing a holiday show in New York City at the Apollo Theater um, on December 15th. We just announced tickets go on sale on December or on October. What day is it? October 3rd. Um, so it'll sell out pretty fast. And then we're going to announce like a big tour this winter. So I'm excited. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. Yeah. Let's spill the tea, baby. Um, there's a lot going on. I somehow found myself criticizing Bethany Frankel yesterday on Instagram stories. After taking a weekend hiatus on Instagram, I came back guns a blazing and like I wasn't really planning on calling out Bethany Frankel but sometimes that's just how the cookie crumbles I have to be honest I think a lot of what she's been doing online lately has been subconsciously pissing me off because she's just been critiquing everyone and their mother acting like she's mother Mary and look we critique people all you want but don't be on your high horse if you have done the same things in the past like she's critiquing um Kim Kardashian for being a bad role model when she Bethany literally owns a brand called skinny girl it just makes no sense so whatever so Bethany went on this rant going off on Kim Kardashian again I think because she knows it gets her in headlines and then um Kanye West is out here being anti-semitic and Bethany's like crickets saying oh we shouldn't give him a platform we shouldn't talk about it it just feeds the beast it's like okay but you could feed every other beast but this one that like you actually need to speak up on your crickets so I just found myself getting more and more mad because I I'm not Jewish but like all of my best friends are and just seeing how harmful Kanye's comments were I was really upset that so many people in power that talk about Literally every topic, every social rights movement, everything that goes on was silent when it came to the anti-Semitism. And I'm just like, where are you guys now? Like our friends need you. And it pissed me off. And I came back to social media swinging because I was just like, why is no one speaking up? This is serious. Um, you know, there's so many infographs going around. Obviously, we all agree there's mental health and then there's violence and hatred and Kanye West is starting to really cross that line at this point and you know I think we all are under the same belief that we hope he gets help but it's just it's really becoming harmful at this point and uh, you know I think people in his life need to take measures to protect themselves like get restraining orders or do whatever they need to do it's it's really sad. Um, so that's like not necessarily tea. That's just like shit everyone should be talking about. Um, in terms of tea, I've been watching Bachelor in Paradise. So we saw Michael kind of end things with Sierra. He was feeling, I don't know, you could just tell by his body language. I think he really liked her, but I, 
I think the one thing he's not talking about that's obvious is like the age gap. She's 26. He's 38. I just don't know if it's like the right life stage for him, even though she seems ready. And I'm sure she would be. I just think that was holding him back a little more. And, you know, like watching Michael A on TV, I'm like, as a 31 year old, I'm like, that's the kind of man I want. Like he is emotionally intelligent. He's like in touch with his feelings. Like granted, he's grieving, but he still is able to communicate and he just seems so sweet. And I'm like, okay, that's who I want. Like I want Michael A. Also, it's weird because my dad's name is Michael A. So like it just sounds weird saying that. But even on dating apps, like I don't really go for 38 year olds and I'm 31. So I'm like, maybe I need to go for like a daddy because like he just seems so fantastic. Um, I think that Serene and her dude, I don't know anyone's names because I like really watched the last few seasons very loosely, but Serene and her dude seem madly in love. They'll definitely get engaged um, I think Shanae is like really fun to watch. Genevieve is growing on me a little bit in the beginning of the episodes. She literally was killing me, like really, really killing me. But I think there's some redeeming qualities I'm seeing now. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, and it's entertaining. We really didn't need like 30 minutes of Jared and Ashley. I like them and like I follow them separately in their personal lives, but I feel like that ship has sailed and I don't know why they made that such a big part of the episode. I think they thought we would all really like eat up the nostalgia because nostalgia is such a big thing right now. But they're almost not nostalgic enough because they kind of are more recent. I don't know. It just it felt like misplaced. It's like, is there not anything else you could be showing us? I want to see what's going on with Victoria and her guy and you know, everyone else, like it just felt kind of weird, to be honest. Um, so I didn't like love that. I've been continuing to watch um, Tell Me Lies. I think we could all agree it's like kind of progressing slowly at this point, but it's still really interesting to me. And it's still a really fun watch. I've been watching Dancing with the Stars. I kind of just fast forward through until I could see the people that I want to watch, like Charlie, Heidi, Gabby, um, Shangela, like there's just a few people that I kind of fast forward through. It's entertaining. It's fine. Um, Tyra like really isn't the best host if I'm being completely honest. But you know what? She's doing the best that she can. And just today, Blink-182 announced that they are going on a world tour. So everyone's freaking out because Apparently, um, this wouldn't be made possible if our girl Chloe wasn't in Travis's life to make him not scared of flying again. So everyone's really excited about that. And um, I think it's going to be really, really cool to see them go on tour. Like Blink-182 is my whole childhood. Um, but that's it for today, guys. Thank you for making it to the end of the episode. I really need to put this microphone away before I keel over. I just, I, I feel like I'm underwater and I need to get, I need to breathe. So thank you guys so much. I love you. I will see you next Tuesday.